0: We're going to continue in our, our series in the book of James, <clears throat> our series in the book of James. We thank God for uh, our brother, uh, Reverend Greg Sales, here being here on last week, um, beginning this fourth chapter of James, and we're going to continue in the fourth chapter of James, um, James chapter four, James chapter four, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 10 James chapter 4 and I'm going to begin reading at verse 10 from the English Standard Version you have your copy of God's word you can turn there with me James chapter 4 and I'll begin reading at verse 10 the word of God it says humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. For him it is sin. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, uh, for this time. We pray now, Lord, in the opening of, the, of your word, Lord, we would experience your presence God for our good, for our, our shaping, our Lord, for our edifying God, um, Lord, that you would, uh, build us up, we pray. Um, God, we uh, ask now, uh, that those that are gathered here, your grace be upon them for the hearing, uh, that your grace be upon me for speaking. I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord, um, Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 James has been, uh, if we've been tracking along in this series on James, uh, hopefully James has been uh, socking it to you. (laughs) He's uh, been socking it to me, amen. Um, it's been told, the story's been told that uh, a Hollywood actress, Billy Burke, was on a cruise and, and noticed a man at the next table suffering from a bad cold. Uncomfortable? She asked sympathetically, and the man nodded. She says, I, I, I'll tell you what to do for it. Go back to your stateroom, drink plenty of OJ, take five aspirin, and cover yourself up with all the blankets that you have. Uh, sweat the cold out. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I'm Billy Burke of Hollywood. The man smiled warmly and said, thanks, I'm Dr. Mayo of the Mayo Clinic. (laughs) James, James, don't folks do that? James, James addresses believers here in this text who are guilty of talking high and mighty, talking high and mighty. That's the uh, title of the subject today. Talking high and mighty. There's a a thought, a thread that the the heart that's not submitted to God will pridefully overstep him in judgment and planning. The heart not submitted to God will pridefully overstep him in judgment and planning. Um, James Uh, continues to push toward uh, wise, faithful living in the community of God. From from the closing of the last chapter to the beginning of this one, he's called on believers to choose God's purpose of peacemaking for their lives. He's instructed them to, to bring all of their passions and desires into humble submission under God. As, as believers draw close to God in humility, uh, repenting from selfish ambition, from, from trying to conquer life on their own terms, they position themselves to be exalted by him. The scripture goes on today pointing to places where submission to God is obviously lacking. Obviously lacking. Um, James goes back here. He says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. Uh, We we were reminded last week that humbling ourselves before the Lord meant setting in order our lives under the will of God found in his word. Uh, James points out that refusal to take up this type of humbling, it becomes evident once again where in the speech. Uh, James has been talking to us about the tongue for a while. He said we had a fire in our mouths. It becomes evident in the speech. The arrogant speech James challenges in this text, it oversteps God's authority as judge. And it disregards God's sovereignty over life. The arrogant speech, high and mighty. He says do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Looking, looking at the context, let's look at the context of what's, what's happening here. Uh, this, this evil speaking that James mentioned, um, we should notice a few things about it. First, the word itself, it describes slander. It's been translated as backbiting. Um, I think you know this kind of speech. It, it means to, to talk about and to tear down another person to share uh, things about another person that cut and hurt them and that lowers their image and reputation in the eyes of others. Uh, Literally, it it means to to talk someone down, usually in their absence. Uh, Speaking in a way to influence others toward that same opinion. it includes, don't miss this, it includes, as one pastor put it, I, I like this, uh, uh, the unhelpful repeating of stories about the wrongs or offenses of others. Did y'all catch that? The unhelpful repeating of stories about the wrongs or offenses or, of others, evil speaking. Now this isn't this isn't disconnected from what James has been talking about already. Some someone uh, um, with selfish ambition uh, and pride who refuses to submit and humble themselves before God will often try, which we see here, to exalt themselves by putting others down. Um, they they believe they make themselves look better by making others look worse. I've I, I heard it said that, that the person who honestly knows themselves learns an increasing silence before other people's faults. A person that really knows themselves, they learn an increasing, increasing silence before other people's faults. Now, now there are many, many other uh, underlying reasons for, for someone to, to have slandering speech. Some feel that pointing at others takes the light off of their own failings. Um, Some may feel justified because a person has offended them. Some may do it out of their own insecurity. We We don't have time to unpack all of the reasons, but we can be sure that the person speaking this way hasn't humbled and submitted themselves to God. James is making it clear that the scriptures um, even they, they go as far as to give an example of someone who would even use religion to prop themselves up over others. Uh, uh, showing how right they are and, and how wrong somebody else is. Look, uh, Jesus spoke about this type of person in the parable in Luke 18, where he described uh, two men praying in the temple, a, a so-called righteous Pharisee and a tax collector who was considered the chief of sinners (laughs) while the tax collector humbly asked God for mercy that was his prayer the Pharisee actually criticized other folks and slandered the tax collector as he prayed to God in his prayer to God thanking God that he was not like him James is after that. James is, James is after that kind of speech. Now, when we read this aloud, we can easily hear how contrary it sounds to God, God's word. Amen? Um, from, 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 from Leviticus nineteen sixteen that says, You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. Is that the word of God? God said that and to first to, to Peter chapter two, uh, which was read earlier, directing us to put off slander. It's not, it's not, it's not part of our wardrobe anymore. The scripture agrees that no, no matter what the situation, don't do it. Don't do it. Or as James says plainly here with his language, he's really saying, stop doing it. Stop doing it. He, I, I, he knows that, it, that it's been happening. Stop doing it. Um, he also mentions that this, this slander is against a brother or sister. Spiritual siblings who, who, who know God as father. Uh, um, you know, I'm my only child. I, I haven't had to deal with a lot of sibling stuff, but I hear it's, it can be rough in the younger years. Um, we, we studied this, this the, these, in terms of spiritual, we, we studied many of the Bible's one another commands back in August. If you weren't here, go, go watch this, the series. One another commands. Uh, share gifts with one another. Consider one another. Forgive one another. Love one another. Evil speaking wasn't part of that list. It wasn't part of God's directions for his children. That's not something we want another, <laughs> The, the, this, this, this whole thing flies in the face of who they're called to be. Instead of being loving siblings in a community reflecting the coming of God's kingdom, James sees them choosing to become judges. Um, we already saw back in, in chapter 2, verse 4, those who were discriminating uh, amongst themselves being considered judges with vicious intentions um uh, there's a similar type of judgment that james is leaning into here um and people have gotten this so bad that people folks have gone out and got tattoos that say, only god can judge me because people have gotten this so horrible in the church but James is James is leaning into a certain type of judgment. It's like that. It's that log eyed judgment that Jesus warned about in Matthew chapter seven, that log eyed judgment. You know what I mean? Uh, Coming from people um, who would claim to identify and correct in other people's lives what they're unable to see or correct in their own eyes, in their own lives. Uh, their own issue so large it distorts their judgment this is the kind of judgment James is leading into Say, how you gonna get that speck out of your brother's eye when there's a log a plank in your eye that you haven't dealt with this this judgment that James is prohibiting it's it's a judgment that's full of evil speaking The the, the condemnation of slander, the the, the one who operates in this judgment, James says, is in violation. Um, This critical backbiting brother or sister has placed themselves on the bench of the Supreme Court above the law, judging it. But, but at the same time they step into the role of, of arbitrating the law in the lives of others, they are breaking it themselves. This is, this is a hypocritical mess here. Look at this, um, uh, uh, one, uh, they, they violate God's word with unloving speech against their brother or sister when God has clearly commanded to love your neighbor. We we they they to they, they they put themselves over God's law, picking and choosing which part should be obeyed when instead they should just be living by it a, as it was demonstrated and commanded by Jesus Christ. Right? Uh they they, they judge the command to love as less important than whatever they perceive the perceived sin in, in, in the in the person that they've chosen to slander. They say that 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 commandment that sin is higher than the one I'm doing right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna target that. Uh, uh, it's my prerogative. <laughs> uh, ultimately, watch this. in, in, in all of this high and and, and mighty talk, looking down to judge others, they assume a role that belongs only to God. Uh, James challenged the church before to look into the mirror of God's word and and adjust ourselves accordingly. Here, he, he actually calls those who think highly enough of themselves to assume God's job To see themselves honestly in front of him. Uh, Scripture says all fall short of his glory. That all in the the original Greek language means all. (laughs) All fall short of his glory. God is high and lifted up. If I can jump three feet and you can jump six feet. We still haven't reached them. (laughs) But that six foot jumper wants to criticize the three foot jumper. Because because of our our flawed nature, we're prone to flawed judgment. Um, We're we're not suitable for the job. Look, our, our, our knowledge of others is always incomplete. Um we we try to judge those gray areas, those hidden spaces of the heart when we don't know it. In fact, the Bible says we barely know our own hearts, how desperately wicked it is. Um look, uh, 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 uh but, but the but the but the true judge, the true judge, he lacks nothing. Whew. Where, 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 where we need multiple branches of government to try to establish and uphold justice. He is completely self-sufficient, perfectly establishing law, judging and pardoning as he sees fit. Isaiah said it well in in, in, in Isaiah 33 and 22. He says, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Judgment belongs to him. He's God all by himself. These folks overstep his authority by judging. James wants them to take off their black robes, get off the bench, put their gavels down, and let God be God. They're causing the issues in the community. This, this, Now this, uh, we, we're not going to preach this right now, but I, I just want to be clear uh, um, because some people take this as a license to sin. This is not a license to sin because nobody can't say nothing to me. This is not that. <laughs> this doesn't prohibit a, a, a response to someone involved in blatant sin, Um as opposed to the gray areas of the heart. I'm talking about blatant sin. The the Bible does teach us how to address uh, uh, that blatant sin, those kind of things, in the church, as a church. But slander is never part of it. It's never part of it. it. It begins first by going to the brother or sister. See, slander stands over there and talks. Uh, uh, Matthew eighteen, verse fifteen through seventeen. You read about how the church deals with some of these these issues. Uh, it, it operates with the end goal of restoration and reconciliation in mind, always. Peacemaking. James was on that, right? Um, uh, Galatians six and one gives gives, gives a gives a, a gentle warning, brothers brothers and sisters. If anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. See how quick you step in it when you try to, he said, just be be careful, be gentle. Um, James moves on, he looked at that high Inappropriate, high and mighty speech. But he moves on. He says, come now, verse 13, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. He says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Uh, for you are, are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. <laughs> um James calls for those, he calls for, 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 for close attention uh, when he says, Come now. It's like he said, Listen up. Listen up. See, I, I'm, some people lifted their heads up when I said that. That's what James is saying. Listen up. It, it, when, as he shifts to this other group who seem to, to, to sidestep God in their plans for life. Uh, oh, Lord. Their disregard for God seems so blatant that as I was studying this, some commentators have questioned whether they were actually Christian. (laughs) Uh, um, One of the commentators described them as as basically living like Christian atheists. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Uh, (laughs) With, 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 arrogant speech, they lay out a four-fold plan here. They will go where they want. They will stay a certain time. They will do business, and they will make money. Uh, I mean, it sounds like good business planning. <laughs> It sounds like, you know, good, good business strategy. They've they, uh, they, they probably looked at the climate and considered this uh, the best time to make their move. Uh, um, most people, regardless of the culture that you're in, they will put this kind of thought into their business ventures, right? Uh, um, but, and I don't think God is against business, right? But, but it's not business that James takes issue with here, though. They, they speak with a sinful self-confidence, That's what James is after. Just just like the rest of the world, these believers haven't regarded God's sovereignty over life. (laughs) They they overconfidently predict that they'll accomplish everything they desire to do because of their own ability or assets. Um, uh, Old preacher used to say because they thought they could do whatever they was big and bad enough to do. Uh, they they, they likely have the earthly resources and know how to make this thing happen but they claim a future that they can't know and that isn't promised to them. They don't they don't know only God knows what the future holds Amen Uh, uh, He he shares through Isaiah in, in the 46th chapter that that Only he declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things not yet done, Uh, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. He's the only one that can say with certainty that whatever he wants to do, he's going to do. As faithful as I try to be, uh, 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 something can prevent me from doing what I want to do or say I might do or or desire to do or say yes to something because of, of my who I am, but nothing can prevent god so James reminds them of the of the brevity and the frailty of their lives, comparing it uh, uh, to to a vapor I, I I was at a at a wedding reception last weekend and We gathered outside uh, under a a large heated tent. And as the temperature dropped, I noticed people's breath in the air as they spoke to each other outside of the tent. And and so I I, I tried to tap my wife real fast so, so that she could see it and know that the temperature was dropping. But by the time she looked, the vapor from their breath had disappeared. It was. James agrees with the many other scriptures that recognize our lives uh, here are uh, that they, 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 they're similar to that breath. Not lasting, especially when compared to the eternal God. Um, it, it was in a similar way Moses prays for people to regard God. In, in Psalm 90 and 12, you know what he said? He says, uh, uh he, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. James is after that wisdom in our lives, right? So James corrects their arrogant speech. Um, He said, instead, verse 15, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Uh, People claim things that they shouldn't claim. How many people wake up in the morning and go out of a house not knowing they won't return that day? Uh, But James... James, It's not that it's not that James is pushing for a life without any planning. Um, Like 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 some of the millennials in my family that I try to counsel just. uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of millennials here. No, no no offense, but some of y'all are free. Just. He's not pushing for a life without planning. Instead, he's calling them to rightly acknowledge the sovereignty of God in their planning. Put God where he belongs, at the center, in the middle of it. Proverbs 16 and 9. It says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The Lord does it. It, 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 and, and And not acknowledging him, they are bragging about things that they actually can't do without him. Um." The, 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 the attitudes of these folks are summed up well by this triumphant last line of the famous poem, Invictus. And that last line, after, after a, a whole uh, a series of verses celebrating how tough and rugged and how well this, the, the writer has made it through life, is summed up saying, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. How defiant. The people here speak as if they were in control of all things concerning their lives and fates. This this is not the talk of someone who who knows that in God we live and move and have our being. Uh, 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 You know, Ernest Henley who wrote Invictus, he he didn't have a faith in God. you expect him to talk like that, but James is saying, "Not us. We shouldn't be talking like that." And, and so, and this, and it, and it creeps into our into our culture. This this is the problem with the current trend uh, of of manifesting your desires. It's trendy now. It's hashtag manifest. Um, uh, it, it's based on New Age spirituality. That's not new, right? It, it, it leaves. God's will out of the picture, putting us in charge. I am in charge. What I think, what I want, when our lives are supposed to be in order under him. Amen? uh, uh, um, And there's many famous folks out there. I don't even want to name them. Uh, uh, You know, you probably know them, though. That, 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 that they're pushing for it, saying they tried it and it worked. Manifesting. Uh, uh, does it align with God's will and his word? If not, no matter what it produces, it really doesn't work. Uh, it, it isn't wise. And James will get to the idea that ends up, uh, uh, that, that, it, that it all ends up being evil. It's evil talk. Um, we had to recognize every trend is not something a Christian should be on. <laughs> Listen, this—we're uh, uh, we, we, coming for a landing. Look, notice another thing about their arrogant speech. Not only do they plan to accomplish their will without God, but their plan also seems to only revolve around them making a profit. That's their plan. There's there's no mention of the charity that James has been talking about and calling for in this book. Remember, the the, the brother that comes in and has a need? There's no mention of of that. Uh, uh, It it sounds more like the people from earlier in this chapter who want to fulfill their passions and be friends with the world. Considering God's will uh, um, is for every sphere of life. Uh, In business, it might look like Truett Cathy creating a fast food franchise that closes on Sundays. Why? To give the employees the opportunity for rest and worship. (sighs) Uh, um, And by the way, uh, that's Chick-fil-A if you didn't know. Uh, (laughs) Chick-fil-A, this is not an advertisement, but I'm just saying. Chick-fil-A I'm showing what God's will looks like, right? Chick-fil-A, and they, they managed to remain in the top 10 for revenue with six days versus everyone else's seven days. And they're not number 10. They're not at the bottom. Uh, 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 Truett Kathy put God's will in that thing, right? Uh, beyond business, if God doesn't give us breath and strength, we could accomplish nothing in any area of life. Uh, the the believer should never take this for granted. Even in our speech, in our, in our speaking, it, it, it says, if the Lord wills. It's, it, it, it's not just some saying like, God bless you after somebody sneezes. That anybody might say it's it's the attitude of 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 colossians 3 and 17 it says in whatever you do in word or or in deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him this is the it's an attitude that james is after that that comes spilling from the mouth right One question that the scripture brings to mind is is what does it mean to know the right thing to do? What does it mean? He said, if you know it, (laughs) what does it mean to know the right thing to do? I I remember from the time I was was real young, my grandmother would always say to me, you know the difference between right and wrong? And I'd be thinking, how? (laughs) Why does she think I know that? I I couldn't, I I really thought this when she was saying it. Every time she said it, I was three and four. And uh, uh, I remember a long time ago, Uh, but, but, but uh, how do we, do we, do we know the right thing? I mean, because I don't know if the right thing is just in us (laughs) because you don't have to teach a child to do something wrong. Do you? Uh, uh, so, So do we know the right thing? After we've been told, after we heard it preached or taught, uh, does the the Lord hold us accountable for what we've heard from his word or only the parts that we've agreed with? I believe James makes the point that, that once this letter was received and read those still neglecting to rightly acknowledge God should know that they were involved in sin they should know it by not doing something they were doing something Uh, uh, in fact not heeding any of the warnings that James is given in this book shared in this book that that would be a sin uh, what they call a sin of omission not doing what the, the scripture has said. When I told a, a friend of mine that was a preacher that I was, we were going through the book of James, he said, oh, you, you're going to lose some. He said folks was going to skip out. They weren't going to stay for every week of James. It, whether you heard it on the recording or you heard it from here, I, God says, you, you need to do it. You need to do it. Now, uh, we, let's, we're going to close, but it, it, it's easy to see this stuff. It's easy to see this stuff and pull out this, this kind of talk in others. But how easy is it for it to creep into our words and our lives? Do you know how easy it is to evil speak, to slander? How quickly it can happen. I don't care if it's the person waiting on you in the restaurant, out of, uh, the, the, the person that you're on the phone with for Xfinity, uh, the person you stand next to in the church. How easy is it? How do we protect ourselves and the community of believers from pridefully overstepping God in these ways? One, one, remember that slander needs an audience. Uh, uh, It needs a few ears. Uh, uh, Avoid not only doing it, but also participating in that evil speaking. When you hear it, challenge it. Uh, uh, Ask the speaker if they've spoken with the person about it. Uh, h- ask them, have they prayed about what they're claiming about the other person? And, and when you're asking these questions, recognize that they will either repent or they'll stop talking to you about it. One or the other. David said in Psalm 101, he says, I, I, I get those kind of folks away from me. Right? Um. Two, Humility is a a cure for high and and a high and mighty attitude. Uh, um, James has made it clear, humble yourselves. Uh, uh, When 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 that that thought rises, you can humble yourself. Is this God? If it's not, humble yourself. Um, Place your entire life in perspective under God. That's how how you protect yourself from this high and mighty attitude. Put put everything under him. Uh, In fact, give your time, your energy, your focus, your strength on being after and chasing after the royal law of love. That takes so much energy and so much strength, so much effort, so much time, that you won't have time to be involved in any kind of high and mighty behavior. And remember, the judge. Lord Jesus said in, in John 5 and he said, for the, the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son, just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Let our hearts be set on giving the Lord his glory.